Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Bunker Buddies podcast, where we talk about cryptids, conspiracies, mysteries, murders, and much, much, much more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Blackout Brandon. And I'm JD. And today we're going to be talking about Nessie, the, the Loch Ness Monster. Monster. All right, so um, we are on take number five of this episode. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> it's number five. So the first one we did a week ago. It did not go well. It's probably the worst one. It's live. It's on Twitch. his Twitch account. It is twitch.tv slash blackoutbrandon. You can go and check that out. We've done four audio versions, technically audio versions, in this hotel room because we are traveling currently. But four versions in this hotel room. We are about, what, six beers deep now? Dude. We are about six beers deep now because we can't keep having to restart <laughs> because someone doesn't have any room on their D drive or someone doesn't hit record. And you know who usually doesn't hit record? That's me. That's my job. But guess what? It's recording. We ran out of beers to review. So we, we're going to have to mix beers. <laughs> it's going to be from the same pack. So don't worry. It's it's going to be fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. That's not <laughs> We're going to do the same ones from from the pack. So it is still from our Angry Orchard Fall collection. This is our beer of podcasts. It is from the Angry Orchard Fall collection. We are finishing up our natural baked apple pie. For the rest of the episode, when we're finished, because this is less than half, we're going to get some more. They're going to be mixtures of what was left from the natural uh, Angry Orchard Fall collection. October. The, the, the fall haul for Oktoberfest, right? Because we're coming up into that. Before we get into that, a couple more things I want to go over. We already went over our bop, but if you haven't already, go like and subscribe our new YouTube channel. New we YouTube. are this on the, YouTube. This will be the first reco- recorded version of one of our podcasts. Not live. Not live. And I think we should do this more often just because of the audio and video quality we get from recording versus streaming. I agree. This is a great like change of pace, and we're able to make edits because we weren't able to do that But it live. also Yeah, it also kind of sucks sometimes whenever I... Um, Phil might drive and have to restart three times. Yeah, you, you, but it's okay because you know what? As long as I hit record, it's fine. If I don't hit record, it's fine. It does not work if you do not hit record. <laughs> you make this happen. And not only do we have a YouTube channel, you can go follow us on Instagram. Instagram at the Bunker Buddies Podcast. Or if you want to reach out to us, not only can you DM us on YouTube and Instagram, we now have a email account. It Hell is yeah. Bunker Buddies Podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. This week, again, we're talking about Nessie, our homegirl Nessie. And the reason that we get to call her Nessie is because that's... We tight. We tight. We, we tight. tight like that. We tight. You know, once you lend somebody 350... Three... Tree fitty. Tree fitty. Once you lend somebody tree fitty, we're homies. Isn't that right, Soft Park? Shout out. Another shout-out we're going to go ahead and give to our producer, uh, Jordan. She be um, helping us out quite a bit, especially with this episode. Yeah, so our producer usually hosts us at, at their residence, but we're traveling, and we got this beautiful background, as you can see here. And we're going to make sure that <laughs> not only <laughs> is that this is going to be a great episode and a great recording, is that... Brandon here is going to be doing all the edits, so we're going to be pulling in pictures around here, and you're going to see some stuff going. You're going to be asked about this editing, and I'm going to make this (laughs) so bad. And if I say that something's going to happen and it's going to be here, 
no matter how I do it, it better happen that way that I say <laughs> it's going to happen. If not, I want you to comment on the video and be like, WTF. All right. That's what I want you to promise me. But let's talk about the Loch Ness Monster. We're diving in. You ready? No. Okay. We're doing it anyways. Here we go. All right. So the Loch Ness Monster, or as we know her, Nessie, Nessie. is a Scottish folklore said to inhabit the Loch Ness around the Scottish Highlands. It is often described as being large with a very long neck and one or more humps protruding from the water. Popular interest and belief in the creature has varied since it was brought world to worldwide attention. And I say worldwide attention because there are settings before this, but when it became worldwide known that the Loch Ness Monster was a cryptid, it, was, it wasn't until 1933. Yeah. Which you think, that's a very long time ago. But our first sighting of Nessie actually goes way back. I'm talking like biblical times back. Well, it was a little bit after. It was like 400 years after. It was the 5th century okay. that this sighting happened. However, and this is a big however. Red flag. Red, red flag, flag. Red flag. This happened to St. Columba in the 5th century. This was written. This was told about a century later, 100 years later, by a man named on what is that Ottoman? dude i don't remember holy shit i can't pronounce his name it's it's very weird i'm going to abdomen abdomen you know i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull up a word you're gonna call him a a a i like that all right author a wrote about this a hundred years later in a book that he titles the life of saint columba now saint columba was an irish monk who was traveling the scottish highlands with some close companions and some pikes. He encountered some residents burying a man near the river Loch Ness. When he approached and asked what happened, they said that a monster attacked, attacked him, and they called it a water beast, that mauled him and dragged him under the water despite their attempts to rescue him by boat. Columbus sent a follower, and I can't for the life of me remember or how to pronounce this man's name, so we're going to call him Luigi. It's Luigi with an N and an E at the end, so we're just going to call him Luigi. So Luigi goes out, and he starts swimming. As he starts swimming out there, the water beast, or Nessie, starts charging him. Before she can reach him, Columba, standing on shore, threw up a cross. And he said... I, I, I want you to clarify. He didn't just, like, pull up his cross. He, no, he, he made, made a cross in the... Yeah, he, he made a cross. It just says he made a cross. It could be with his hands, his sticks. arms, sticks. But he made it. He did not have a cross on him. But he did say, go no further. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. This then made the creature stop as if it was being pulled back by ropes. And suddenly it fled. Uh, Columbus' men and the pikes gave thanks as what they perceived as a miracle. Understandably, so if I saw something like that, I'd think it was a fucking miracle too. Yeah, and I mean, just based off this, if this was the only story that you heard, without any other further knowledge. So the the only knowledge is he wrote down that story a hundred years after it supposedly happened. Yeah, uh, zero on the believability scale. Zero. It's crazy. That's <laughs> that's the first like thing, and I was like, I don't believe that, right? Because that's so weird that it was reported a hundred years later. The only reason why it's believable at all is because the description of the beast is similar in a lot of ways to the modern descriptions of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only way that it, it, it's somewhat believable. Now, there's a lot that happens after this. There's a lot of couple of sightings. Before I go into that, and we're talking about believability, what was your first 
knowledge or interpretation of the Loch Ness Monster? Like, when did you go, oh, the Loch Ness Monster? It wasn't until I was, like, halfway through the movie, the water horse. I do remember the water horse. You know what? The water horse does draw a lot of inspiration for me when I think of the Loch Ness Monster. So, um, water horse was my only real knowledge of the Loch Ness Monster before doing any kind of research into it. Okay. And um, the water horse came out in 2007. And Uh, I remember that I'm going to go over just the cliff notes of what I remember. So I may be completely fucking wrong. Oh, God. Who knows? (laughs) Go for it. So um, this kid finds an egg. He lives in the Scottish Highlands. He finds an egg, right? Okay. And after he finds this egg, um, he goes and he um, hides it in a bathtub away from his parents. As you do. (laughs) As you do when you're a kid, you hatch a a dragon in your bathtub. Basically, it's a dragon. It's a water dragon. That's basically the best way to describe it. Yeah. And suddenly, a, a four-finned water dragon appears in his bathtub, and he tries to feed it and everything, and it gets bigger and bigger. Okay. And bigger. I, I do remember this. Do you remember the scene in the movie that is inspired off a real event? Yes, I do. Um, is that the one where the, he runs across the road? Yes, that's the one I was thinking okay. about. Yes, yes, yes. So um, let's go ahead and get into the fictional version of it. So the fictional ver- version of the story is that the um, – the water monster, um, he's trying – his parents are get, catching on, and this thing is growing fast. I mean, it's like eight feet tall and about growing. about the size of the road. Yeah. And so the he's taking the water monster down to the lock, and he's basically chasing it down. And it these this older couple slams on the brake on the road as in the 30s as this kid and the water horse run along the road down toward the hill towards the lock. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're just sitting there staring at it in complete I, I, shock. I could picture this in my head as this is happening. And I didn't know this until doing research that this is based off a true event. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of like funny. I didn't know that it was supposed to explain a sighting. So the reason I that like this really popped out to me is because of this original sighting. This is the sighting that made the Loch Ness Monster known worldwide. It, mm-hmm. it left... It left the area surrounding the Loch Ness. Because up until then, it was kind of like a bar story or a story you told your children. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, the first story that we tell you, it does seem like something that your grandparents would tell you as you're going to bed. Like, oh, don't come out and try and play in the river or La Llorona is going to kill you. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it seemed like, right? But 1933, this is the story that broke worldwide. Um, A man named George Spicer and his wife were driving around the Scottish Highlands around the Loch Ness when a most extraordinary form of animal crossed the road in front of them. In quotations from quotations. his own his own. They described the creature as having a large body about four feet high and about 25 feet long with a very long, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk and as long as about 10 to 12 feet. So, like... It, it's a big boy. He, yeah, he's it's a, a big, big boy. boy. He has no limbs. He doesn't really describe limbs. So I'm kind of thinking like a uh, a thing kind of situation, kind of like you would see like a sea lion kind of like ooh, across ooh, the ooh, beach. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, kind of what what he kind of describes. Um, so he basically runs across the road towards the lock nest, which is about 20 yards away, leaving just broken undergrowth. In his path. Yeah. He's just leaving this stuff behind. And that is one of the only sightings we have of it actually being on land, correct? Yeah, on land. So, what I think is interesting is that two months after he goes to the news, he basically goes to, like, the Daily Mail, the local newspaper, and goes, I saw the Loch Ness Monster. And they're like, what's that? And he tells him the story, right? Two months after that, 
1933. This gets picked up worldwide. I mean, this is before the internet, before really phones. So if you think about it, like two weeks, you said? Two months. Two months. Like two months from a local urban myth to become national headlines, that's pretty fucking fast. And nowadays, now imagine yeah. back then where they didn't have, they didn't have internet to. Yeah. I mean, like who was traveling between then? Cause this is the early thirties. Who's so, traveling from country to country, like from the UK to uh, the United States yeah. to deliver news? Like nobody. It's, it's super crazy. A year, almost a year after in 1934 is when we get another huge event. And I mean huge as in this is the Loch Ness Monster photo. Yes, that one. The one Hold that up. you're thinking about. <clears throat> you're pulling it over? Okay. Right, here it is. The Loch Ness Monster photo. This is the one you're thinking about, right? The black and gray grainy one? Yep. That's the one. And the reason this one is super important is because, if you did not know, this... It's fake. It's a hoax. And it was it's used a hoax. it was used for sixty years as evidence. And if you were going to argue with someone over the existence of Nessie, you would have to argue over this photo in particular for sixty years because it was proof it was supposed to be evidence. It happened so this photo was taken in nineteen thirty four by a man called Robert Kenneth Kenneth Wilson, who was a gynecologist, a London gynecologist gynecologist, which is super weird because why is a gynecologist from London? Because he's a, he's a doctor, therefore he is reputable. And so he basically, from what I understand of the story, this man paid the gynecologist to say, hey, by the way, here's a photo that I took. You're going to say you gave it to me. Okay, cool. Turns it into the paper for a couple thousand dollars, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Says, hey, I don't want my name attached to this. This gynecologist gave it to me. And they said, okay, cool. Here's your money. And then he just left. And that's why I got the name, the surgeon's photograph, which is crazy. So from 1934 to literally the mid nineties for 60 years, this was believed as proof, as hard proof that the Loch Ness monster existed. Now in the mid nineties, this was disproven because you start comparing the photo, not only the photo, but the photo to the negative. The negative was a wide shot, which showed the shoreline behind Nessie and it being a lot smaller than what you think it is. Like this that, picture right here that's still here, its head is almost touching the top. I know this is distracting. We're just going to push this out of here. All right, so we're not going to be... It's gone. Okay. Cool. You've already seen it. It's gone. We, we've moved on. But that photo is not the original negative. No. We, we want the shrunken down original black. It's not even black and white. It's like white and black. Yeah. It was basically taken in a negative font or filter or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah. But it wasn't like it was a tampered hard evidence evidence of Nessie. But when you actually look at it, and again, this is what happened in the 90s when people started dissecting the photo. When you take in the size, it's a big object compared to the small waves. If it was a big, it was if it was an actual big object. You would be seeing waves curling over themselves as they're turning. But if you look in the photo, you don't see curling waves. You see just the little ripples. Like it was a small boat. Yes, exactly. Or a child's toy. A child's toy. (laughs) We're pointing that out. But I just thought that was very interesting that we, we, a year later, this big story comes out, you know? 
And for those who don't know, it was proven to be a kid's submarine at the end with some, um, yeah, with some like modeling done on top of it. And again, 60 years later, 95, the last known sighting is 97. And from 97 until now, there's not, there hasn't really any confirmed, Huge sightings, yeah. confirmed sightings. Now you do take into effect, like was it was the videotape in 2007 by uh what's his name Holmes? Yes. And from what I understand, it has been disproven, but I don't understand why because whenever I saw the video, it looked like a it looked almost like the only thing it could be besides Nessie is a, a eel so big it shouldn't be living in that lot to begin with. Yeah. And that and again like after that happened, I want to say in 2011 and 2000 what was it 2011 and I can't think of what what happened. It was 2011 and 2015, I think it was. Man, these beers are getting to me. I might, I, I do need to get another pretty soon. But <laughs> between 2011 and 2015, I want to say it was uh, Google and uh, just basically sonar imagery that did scans of the water, mm-hmm. right? So really all they found were like shadows that possibly could be an animal in the water it also could be like driftwood that sank a little too much. But don't forget, Spock thought he saw a video. He thought he caught it on video. Yes, that is also true. <laughs> that was uh, what? What's his name? Um, the new Spock. So. Um, oh, the new Spock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the name of that show? Um, in search of, in search of. So, um, back in the seventies, or sixties or seventies, the original Spock hosted a show in search of where we talked about conspiracies and yeah. mysteries and sci-fi stuff. And then um, recently, um, the new Spock has restarted that series, Live Long and Prosper. Anyways, um, what a freaking nerd. Star Wars or bust. So anyways, um, Spock actually thinks he caught a video of Nessie. Now granted, it was like a sonar thing that just looked weird. And they went down to the... um, they went down to take a look for evidence, and they think they saw something on their cameras. Okay. And it's mostly like a dark shadow that sweeps across the screen that looks like it's probably the fin of Nessie, but it cannot be confirmed or denied. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it just seems weird. This proves and slightly disproves the point of Nessie because they were very unclear mm-hmm. on what it was. Now, we're going to jump to 2021. This oh, is yeah, last yeah. year, right? This is April of last year. Uh, we had some, I believe, science students that were going out around Scotland looking for evidence of Nessie. Yes. And they found an egg. And not just any egg. It wasn't like a chicken egg. This was an extraordinary sized egg. I want to say it was like probably the size of this bottle, maybe a football. It was huge. It was bigger than anything that, that should live in that lake. that should live in that area. So they took it home and they're like, "Okay, you know what? We're going to look We're going to water horse this shit. We're going to water horse this shit." So basically, they've they've scanned it, confirmed something in there, but can't figure out what or if even if it's alive. Or even if it's alive. They just know there's something in there. So they've been incubating it since April. Of 2021, and this is basically all I know of what's happened to it. I don't even know if it's hatched. But they're assuming that if this is Loch Ness Monster Egg, they have turtle tendencies to lay on shore and have their offspring kind of like crawl back to the water. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. 
And as much as I think that is interesting, I think it is time for us to jump into those theories because so, I have a couple based off this. So um, let's go ahead and talk about some other signs before we talk into theories because there is okay. a couple of theories based on the sister lake. Okay. Quickly, let's go over the sister lake because I've heard very little about the sister lake. Okay. Hold on. Good <laughs> insight. Oh, thank you, sir. God. All weekend like this. All weekend. All right. I'm going to lose my mind. Where did I put my notes about the Sister Lake? The Sister Lake. Are you are you referring to the one that's in Sweden? <laughs> yes. Gesundheit. That oh, is your last shit. one. Oh, okay. All right. Um, did, Where did I put that? You've passed it twice. You don't oh, need another, there it is. You don't need another beer, but I'm going to ask for another one. No, where did I put it? You are on the wrong one. Oh my! Your God. thing is right here. I'm looking Theories. at it on okay. my computer. Okay, thank you for highlighting. You it. are all right. So in northern Sweden, there is this lake that is very similar. It is very deep, very cold. The same kind of way that. Oh, wait till it recovers real fast. <coughs> keep going. Are you are you sure you're back? Are yeah, you back? keep going. <laughs> all right, going. all right. In North Sweden, there is this very deep and cold lake, just like um, the lock that is named. I'm going to absolutely ruin this, by the way. Storsjong. It's called and it's known as the Great Lake Monster, and it was first sighted in 1050, about 300 to 400 years after the story was written about the first sighting yeah. of Nessie. They are both large, cold lakes, and both of them have large rivers and canals that connect to the same sea. Um, there, it's less well known, but it has very similar types of sightings, okay. and it has a very similar physical description. Now, they actually have a whole museum there in northern Sweden where they actually have attempts to catch it. I'm talking like a giant ring of spikes around a hog, kind of trying to capture this. Thing. Interesting. Yeah. I wish I, I I'll have a I will try to put a picture right up here. I guarantee nothing. If he does not put that picture here, please enjoy our logo, which will be here. Okay, so if I have to put anything here, I'm gonna put the picture of it. Anyways, so um, <laughs> that brings up um, one of the that is going to just lead into let's, one of the theories. Let's just jump into our theory. So here we go. The theories. What's our first theory? So um. Uh, do you, would you like me to put mine first since I just prefaced yes. it right now? Okay, so the first one is that it is a migratory species. So one of the problems with Nessie is that there is a lot of fish in the loch, but it's not very evenly distributed, and there's not a lot all around. It's very okay. concentrated in certain areas at certain times of years whenever the salmon are migrating and stuff like that. So the thought is that, like some other species of animals, that it is a migratory species that migrates with the food that it is hunting. So this is very interesting because of our description of, of Nessie. Nessie's a little too big to go through those shallow canals from the Loch Ness to the ocean. In the sonar pictures that we mentioned a little bit ago, we've proven that there are caves below the water. Yes, which I possibly, forgot about those. Which possibly could connect to the ocean. They are so far and so long that we do not know what's on the other side. We assume they connect to the ocean. Yes. So with that knowledge... It's possible. I, yes. I think that is a plausible answer. And this has so many ties in because... That that assumes if Nessie is real, the chances of it being migratory, 
I believe are close to a 9 or a 10. Yeah. I, I think that's very plausible. If Nessie is real and not believable, 9 or 10 that Nessie would be a migratory species like salmon. Sharks have very uh, migrative patterns as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very interesting. And I believe that, that that could be a possibility. Let's jump into number two. What is your second theory? So the second theory, so the biggest description for the um, uh, the biggest kind of comparison that people draw is, let's go ahead and slide in a picture of the Pokemon version of Nessie here. I think it's called Lapis. I think you're right. Fact check that for me, future Brandon. And let's get that out of here, and let's go ahead and bring in the Plesiosaur. So as you can see, they're very, very similar in how they're supposed to be looking. And that is very much has... Oh, that is... Larpus. Lapras. 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 I can read. Lapras. Um, Which is basically what this is right here. Very, very a, similar. But put like a turtle shell on it. Yeah. So um, that's very much how Nessie is described in a lot of pictures. But there is a um, Dr. Permile Trollus... Why does everybody have dumb names? I... I'm an I'm a dumb American, and I hate that I can't pronounce anything. We're just calling him Doc. <laughs> so the doctor um, dedicated her PhD studies to um, the plesiosaur, and determined that based on the so based on the description of the size of the neck, and based on the pictures, there is no way that plesiosaur could have breached the surface with its neck, let alone held its head in a certain um, position, as described by everybody. That's crazy. So it's. That leads into, so you have a plesiosaur theory. Then you also have the European sea, sea sturgeon theory, which is, well, the, if it's not a plesiosaur, maybe it's the European sea sturgeon, which is a 20 to 30 foot long um, multi-ridged fish that Eel, is, yeah. that is kind of native to the area and can live up to 100 years old. Interesting. I... As much as I love Nessie, I think that's it's possible. Like it is a It's the most scientifically possible. Yeah. Now, the third theory, and this is a little bit more far fetched, and this is if you're more spiritual, if you're more religious, but have you seen the Avatar the Last Airbender? Not the movie, the show. Yes. Um, so for um all intents and purposes, the movie does not exist. Yeah, the movie does not exist. <laughs> However, the show, Aang, the Avatar, is the bridge between our reality and the spirit world. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because people believe that Nessie is the spirit animal or the spirit guide of the Loch Ness. So Nessie okay. is... Okay. Yeah. I think this is really interesting because if it, if this is true, if she is a... A spirit protecting the Loch Ness. It is, would there, make, is there an avatar in the world? <laughs> so if you believe in in um, the spirit of Loch Ness being Nessie, that would make a lot more things make sense if it's not a physical being. If it's not a physical being, if that means it never ages, that this is the same monster mm. that we've seen throughout the years. Okay. And I think that's very interesting that if it was a spirit, that there, it would explain a couple other like mysteries and conspiracies that roam around. Yeah, like would that make Bigfoot the like spirit of the forest and his many, many, many variations? And his many variations, yeah. You know, <laughs> choo choo. 
But I think that is That's a really good theory. I hadn't heard before. I, I don't think it's very valid. I just think it's a very interesting, fun yeah. theory that it could be a spirit of the Loch Ness. Yeah, that was uh, whenever you first told me that one whenever we were doing the first take. I was very taken aback by that because I hadn't heard that at all before. And that was a very interesting one to hear about. I don't personally believe it, but that's a very interesting one to think about. Yeah, like I did too. And I also, the reason that I like this one is I'm a huge fan of Avatar The Last yeah, Airbender. As any reasonable person should be. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Even my dad, who did, like doesn't watch cartoons, is like, that's a good show. It's a great show. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I want to say... Secret Tunnel! Oh, secret Tunnel. <laughs> Through the mountains, <laughs> secret, secret, secret tunnel. But uh, all right, I would say on a plausibility scale on this one, though, I'd probably put it as like a one or a two. Okay, um, where's Chupacabra on that scale? <laughs> on that scale, I would put probably I would put Chupacabra as like an eight. Okay, because Chupacabra has some kind of. Well, they could have thought that this um, anomaly of a mutant was a chupacabra being in A lot of the DNA testing they got back okay. was inconclusive. Okay. So if that's an eight, I would put Nessie at like a four because we're tight. Because we're tight. I, actually, I'm going to change mine. Putting Nessie at a tree fitty. <laughs> at a tree point five, a tree fitty. A tree fitty. <laughs> now, I would also put, I, I would put. Bigfoot as like an eight as, as well. I would tie it with. Okay, so the first time we talked about Bigfoot, you were like, "It's a ten, like it's a hundred Oh, oh, oh! If I could go and hunt for Bigfoot right now, I would do it. I would love to What's find Bigfoot. You? Money. <laughs> fair, fair. Time fair. and money. Yeah. If I had it, I would do it. I would love to bring you along. I think that would make a great episode for us going up to like Washington, Oregon, going through like the woods. Trying to find Bigfoot. I think that would be a great content video kind of thing that we put out. But I would love to go find Bigfoot. I would love to talk about Bigfoot. Uh, but we'll do it later because I have a lot to say. My background knowledge on Bigfoot is absolutely... Um, I've kept my cursing to a minimum. so I'm, I'm not so gonna, proud of you. I'm not going to curse right now. So my, um, my understanding of Bigfoot is bleep all. All right. Like zero, zilch, none. Oh, we're going to get to this, and this is going to be the episode that I'm going to have you just sit there and just listen to me rant for react. a second because there's <laughs> so many things I'd pull up. And I mean, it's going to be an episode that it has to be recorded like this so I could pull up videos and show you. All right. Because there's videos of people like. So, what we can actually do is I can actually have like a display capture up there too. Oh, I would to love that. To record that as well. I would love that because there's videos that I want to show you and show you guys of like people who have a Bigfoot carcass in their possession and who have like, they like freeze it to like, uh, to basically save it and preserve it. Like there's this one guy who has like an arm of Bigfoot and he thinks what's really interesting about it is not only is it a huge abnormal limb that just looking at it, like mm -hmm. you'd assume there'd be Bigfoot because what else would it be? Cause it is a hand. It's like a human hand, but Big. hairy and giant. Yeah. Okay. And it's magnetic. I'm sorry? I'm not even kidding. He He's like, it's magnetic. And he can put, it's a, a severed limb, a shovel up to the palm, and it stays. 
Well, that beats the... <sighs> Why does it do that? It, you, I guess you could argue because it, it, it was frozen. It was some ice. I guess like the static. like this like the spoon. If you get a frozen, if you get a really cold yeah, spoon, you get sixty four. That'd be my only explanation of it. But either way, it is so interesting to be. Is it actually a like Bigfoot arm? Is it an alien arm? What on earth would make a magnetic kind of stick to it? And also, if Bigfoot is magnetic. Why are we not staying inside more often? <laughs> well, I, this fool just Jedi forces a car to his <laughs> palm. Freaking Iron Man over here! It's like fucking Magneto versus Iron Man. Just gonna snatch him right up. Like yeah. Shit. Oh, sorry, Wolverine. You gotta get out of this one. <laughs> but we'll talk about Bigfoot more. I want to do a whole episode on Bigfoot. I don't want to get too much into it, but I thought that video would be awesome. I would love to show it to you guys. Um, plausibility out of all three that we pitched, which one do you lean more towards? Uh, okay. So which theory? Yes. So plausibility of Nessie being real, I think would be about a four. Like I said, plausibility of sightings of Nessie being attributed to that European sea surgeon. Um, I would say is about like a five or a six. Okay. Um, Mass hysteria is probably a little bit higher just because, you know, you go to Loch Ness expecting to see Nessie. You see Nessie you, everywhere, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other theory being that um, Nessie just doesn't exist, probably being a little bit higher than that. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I, I guess that is a theory that Nessie doesn't exist. Like, but why are we even talking about that as a theory? That's a good point. Like, <laughs> It's kind of bullshit. Like, fuck you. Yeah, let me live my. Oh my, my life. god! I cussed for the first time in this podcast. Take a drink. Where's where's you're? We're done. I'm done. You you faked it. There was nothing there in was that nothing. bottle. It He's was thirty a liar. minutes. It was thirty minutes in. I made it thirty minutes without cursing a single time. All right, you know what? Go back right now, Brendan. If you're watching this, and I know you are because you're editing this right here, put a clip of you cussing prior to that thirty minutes. If it's nothing here. Like, well, edit a photo like, of me with, like, a dunce hat on or something. <laughs> All right. And that's how you'll know. If you're listening to this, you have to go and watch the video on YouTube. So, most of the time, whenever I edit these videos, um, I basically just put in an intro and an outro or a photo if I can remember that we needed a photo. But I'm going to be trying to, since we're doing a lot of shorter vis videos coming towards October, we're going to be doing yeah. back to 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 back. We're going to be doing a lot of shorter episodes like this, 35 minutes. We're going to be doing a lot shorter episodes like 35 minutes or so. So it's going to be a little bit easier for me to actually like sit through and watch them on and make sure I put all the edits in that I really want. Yeah. So we're hopefully bring a little bit higher, more YouTube style quality. Um, quality to the channel. I hope so. I, I'm I'm really excited about that. I think that this was a great fifth take. Fifth take. I, I I'm happy with it. I'm gonna let Fourth you edit it. Fourth take was better. I might even just be like edit it and I'm gonna throw it up on Spotify as well because guess what? Spotify does videos now. So if you're listening on Spotify, you probably have the video quality of this episode on there too. So go and check it out because I do that every now and then. Like if I'm not doing anything and I'm just like listening to it, I'll keep the video up. And you can watch the video as you're listening and to it. did you know Spotify also allows you to rate podcasts now? Yes, please go rate us. That'd be awesome. I think right now we're at a five rating. So if you haven't, go rate us. Like it, every, every bit of rating, you four or five helps a ton. And 
every like, every comment, every subscribe really just boosts that shit up. And we, since we made a new pod, a new YouTube channel, we don't have any of my old shit holding us down. So the more you guys like, the more we'll be able to actually do this stuff. Yeah, we'd love that. Please do like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and always go follow us on Instagram. And guess what? If you do need another way of contacting us, again, we got an email. I am so excited about this email. It is the greatest email I've ever had, or at least the greatest email name I've ever had. It's not fake email one two seven twenty six nine six six six. Yeah, it, it's nothing like that. It's actually bunkerbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Nobody took it. We are Bunker Buddies Podcast. Officially, there's nothing holding us back. And guess what? Not only are we on Spotify, but we are on um, Prime Music. We are on Google Podcast. We are spreading you can find us on almost anywhere you can find podcasts right now. Yep. And I'm super excited about that. But please go like, subscribe, go rate us. It means the world to us. It, you have no idea how much this means to us because we would love to continue this. And we're going to be trying to do a lot of a lot of this while we're out of the bunker right now. We're out of out of the bunker right now. We've right left now, we're, the bunker. We're 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 looking into the uh, the the unknown. The Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights up. will be the next episode. It, it's coming up. And guess what? Where are we right now? We're not supposed to disclose that information. We're in Phoenix, baby. All right. Well, hopefully they don't trace us back to our bunker. By the time this comes out, we're not in Phoenix anymore, baby. <laughs> but guess what? We're in Phoenix, baby. <laughs> Try to find me now, motherfuckers. All right. So wish us luck while we stay out of the bunker, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. The full body. Mm-hmm. So, I get. I, I know why this picked up popularity, and I'm, I'm going to say popularity because for over 60 years, this photo was <laughs> thought to be real and authentic. 60 stop, years. Stop, this stop, happened stop, in stop, ni- stop, stop. 1934. Stop. I didn't hear record. I. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I... <laughs> it was going so well. <laughs> it was the best take. <laughs> no more matching beer. <laughs> I'm gonna have so many outtakes. It's not gonna be funny. (laughs) Tell that I'm just whispering into the mic and not at you because I can't say this. You know why? You you know why? I just didn't record. record. No, I hope you don't because this is just for you and this is the audio we're putting in. This whole episode is gonna be talked at a volume like this because fuck you. Fuck you for not needing to record. <laughs> we have done four fucking outtakes of this. The first one was alive that we did about a week ago. And this is what? No, this isn't our fourth. This is our fifth. This is our fifth time trying to do this. I'm now going to have to talk to yes. you. have more space on your D drive? Yes. Okay. I have two and a half terabytes on my D-Trap. Okay, we are going to clap. We are going to start the episode. Are we all ready?
<laughs> Is there anything else we need to check? I think we're good. Okay. <laughs>